Hello. Hello. Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Uh, I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. She's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, this me. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who did he make the rules? The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, it's safe time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> so I like. The <laughs> yeah, there's that whole trend where people make like soft noises in the microphones. Not like that. <laughs> are we too like scary movies? Are we too? loud? Are we? Are we picking up all the little noises? I I don't know. I mean, as long as you don't touch. The <laughs> the table or anything on it, you're fine. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's the wrong kind of mics for what we're doing, but you know what? I didn't pay a lot for them. And it shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every damn episode. Maybe, what are we up we to? We have a sounds, man. Uh, yeah. We're in the 180s somewhere. No, 177, I think. Oh, really? We're in the 170s. We're almost 180. I thought we, were, we had passed 179. Ooh, when we hit 180, we should just do a complete... About Ow. face and Sorry. just start talking about comedy instead of horror. Yeah, romance movies. Ooh, even better. Yeah. Hey, listeners. Do the notebook. Guess what you're listening to? Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast that talks about a horror movie, and we're going to spoil that horror movie. We will talk about recently watched and try not to spoil that. We thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. 
Uh, you can find the music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally. And say hi to them on Facebook where they are, The Moon Dash Rays. And um, Siggy, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I love being here. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just talking about horror movies. Uh, how about something that's not got Jason in it? Um, That I've watched recently? <laughs> no, I mean, we're oh, t- talking about in one. in general. You know yes, what? this is a nice change. But does not the first kill occur partially because she gets it wrong about Jason? <gasps> Stop it, you. Oh, man. He can't, you know. We cannot credit everything to the Friday the 13th. They are um, good. They're not that good. No, no. They, they, laid, they laid some groundwork for some later stuff. But uh, individually, the movies mostly aren't great. Um, except for Jason X. Yeah. It's great. All right. It's been a long time since I've watched the first Friday the 13th. But why is it Friday the 13th? Does it take place on that day? The first one does. The rest it does? of them okay. technically do, which would mean that they're like five years apart or something. I yeah. don't know. Do I, do, do I even need to mention that we're not professional critics? Yeah, I think you need to mention that. Well, we're not. Oh. There. We did the spoilers alert, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Then we're good then. Don't expect us to be pros and uh, do expect us to spoil stuff that isn't We are watched. going to spoil Scream. Yeah. If you haven't seen Scream, why are you listening to this? Yeah. It's a Scream, baby. 25 years old or something. Yeah. Hey, you know, I I wanted to ask all of you, uh, this came up recently. Um, We were talking about this in an old episode. Are there any uh, horror movies set at a Comic-Con type event? Hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's been brought to my attention because of the ideas we come up with at this table. Yeah. Will, you should be a screenwriter or at least a script director. I've thought about writing treatments. Yeah? Like this thing was a treatment that turned into a bidding war in like two days. Yeah. Like nobody was interested and then it was a bidding war. Yeah. Did you just go into your Sherlock Holmes mental library, Jolien? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Trying to remember what episode that was, or if there's a movie at the of Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <clears throat> there yeah. needs to be a slasher at a Comic-Con. There's been science fiction movies, but... Right. There's a... Uh... Any slasher at any, like, big gathering is just a good idea. Yeah. Like a brony convention would be really nope. interesting. Oh, I was going to say Republican National Convention. <laughs> That's a horror show. <laughs> It's just American Horror Story cult. Oh, that brought up a question I had. Um, do, do you think that uh, that Trump has ruined Krav Maga for people who, you know, have a studio or a dojo or whatever it's called? Why? Because of the Maga part. Isn't it spelled the same? M-A-G-A? Oh. Okay, yeah. I was maybe, I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it was good for business. They're like, y'all got guns? I thought maybe he was a... Uh... I don't know, talking it up. Maybe he twittered, tweeted something about a <laughs> Krav Maga. He's taking lessons. <laughs> sure, I could see that. I'd take lessons, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Right? They get a whole bunch of business. Yeah. Yeah, you, all you got to do is hit him once. I think he'd just go over like a big fat sack of potatoes. Mm. All right. Um, so since last time... Well, not since last time. Ziggy, what have you watched lately? Okay, I'm trying to remember. I watched Final Destination 3 and 4. Whoa, really? 
Yes. Isn't five the good one, Jillian? How many are there? Five, five I believe. Five, yeah. Four is five the one is where really they're good. at like a racetrack. Three is the roller coaster. Mm. Okay. I liked three. The best part of four was the intro where they redid all the good kills from the movies in like x-ray vision. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was cool. The rest of it, I was just kind of like, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I watched the reboot of Friday the 13th, which I had issues with because he was suddenly like an intellectual what jason mm-hmm. what did he do was he like well reading? he was holding that girl like captive and he had like traps set to like kill people hmm. i was like this isn't right he just kind of hits them with heavy things <laughs> yeah or sharp was, things mm-hmm. i thought there was like a that cut scene where he was reading her herman hairston <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was reading siddhartha <laughs> he was smoking a pipe <laughs> it's not distinguished <laughs> yeah um, the wispy hair is getting silver yeah. on the sides. Close up to feet creeping along wearing slippers. <laughs> right. <laughs> like in Chucky, but just like slippered feet. This um, is the best part of those Chucky movies are his little feet. Yeah, I love that part. I'm really excited for the... The new the, one? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. I know some people are like upset. They're like, leave it alone. But also I think it's cool to bring it to like this century. Yeah, know. why not? You can't get up in arms about horror like that the whole leave it alone thing i mean don't remake psycho with vince vaughn in it for example but although i'd love a psycho remake uh, you should watch the psycho remake like a, a new like a good new oh one. a new one like a that's new good because well, you know they like remake things and then they remake them again now you, that we're like been watching the bates motel i am i'm on season five mm-hmm. i have four episodes left oh so good yeah, yeah i love like character development that's why i really like horror movies too because there's a stark lack of it sometimes and sometimes there's like great character development and i think a whole show based on the development of like norman is fascinating so mm-hmm. yeah so for any listeners who haven't heard your previous episodes you do go to an art high school mm-hmm. and you are um basically uh, zeroing in on being a screenwriter yeah i am so Very nice. i watch these movies and i take notes i really want to do like um horror movies that are socially progressive and aware um, I think horror is such like a visceral type of art that trying to make social commentary about it can actually be really powerful. Have you seen Us yet? Not yet, but I saw Get Out yeah. and the alternate endings, and I thought that it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's the, definitely the first thing that comes to mind when you say, you know, socially aware or mm-hmm. socially motivated things in horror. Yeah. Jordan Peele. And mm-hmm. like Jolien said <laughs> very well. There's Jordan Peele, and then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's in a class by himself. Yeah. Good. You yeah. Know, give them something to uh, aspire to. You know, set the bar a little higher. Why yeah, not? Yeah, why not? So uh, what else besides Bates Motel, the series? Um, I don't really know. I think that's about it. Uh, oh, and the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah, and the Final Destinations. <laughs> what did you like about the Friday the 13th remake? Was there anything you did like? Um, I liked the one actor from Supernatural whose name I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. Dark-ha- um, dark-haired guy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I had I thought it was cool as its own movie, but connecting it back to the series, I struggled because the kills were not, like, even close to being the same. Like, there was suddenly such, like, a jump in what I was supposed to believe for his character. Um... Because he set, like, a bear trap, and then he, like, hung the girl over the campfire. It was like, he just, in the other ones, he just, like, crushed people with his hands. Yeah. So I thought it was a cool take, but it just felt 
I had to like watch it separate from the from originals. The other movies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was surprised on the rewatch because I went with Jolien back in what two thousand nine when that came yeah. out ten years ago. Uh, we went and saw it, you know, opening weekend or a, a week later or whatever. And I remember being a little like, oh man, that wasn't great. Yeah. I, I liked it better on the rewatch than the original watching. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that says it ages well or if I was being too judgmental. But uh, as Friday the 13th movies go, I mean, it blows the doors off of Jason Takes Manhattan. That's for sure. Yeah. You liar. Nothing can top <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. What about Leprechaun in Space? Well, that's a whole different genre. Okay. Yeah, different franchise, different yeah, different expectations. Have you experienced the leprechaun yet? No. I do know a fair number of gingers though, so I'm pretty sure it's the same experience. <laughs> Why not? Oh, small people and red haired people. If you combine them, man, nothing goes right. Um Anything else? You, you got through. You got through all those. Did you ever look up a Rube Goldberg contraption? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, I think the Final Destinations are really interesting. I just think they're fun to watch to see how things go so wrong. But now I'm like, we're like remodeling our kitchen, and so there's shit everywhere. <laughs> and so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's a water balloon by my foot, and there's a bunch of screws over there, and I'm like, I'm gonna die doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I don't know. Just before graduation. Oh my god, that'd be the worst. I wouldn't even get out. Oh man. <laughs> so close. So close. You gotta just experience freedom, if not for just a day. Fair. So, um, so what else? Anything? Is that I don't it? think so. I think that's about it. I've watched Scream, and then I watched the other. I watched the fourth one, which is on Netflix again, because uh, yeah. I really love these movies. I'm very excited. Yeah. I didn't even take notes. I like know it so well. Not, not seen nice. four yet. Yeah, I need to watch. Four is the best of like the ones they made after the original. I don't know what you call them because they're not sequels. Well, it couldn't get worse. Are they sequels? I don't yeah, know. they're sequels. Okay, because I thought sequels just like two, but no, no sequels can be several. You okay. can have many sequels. It's the best sequel. All right, good to know. I have to watch this. Apparently, Final Destination Five is the best sequel in that franchise. We'll and be le- on the lookout. And Leprechaun in Space is, is probably the best one in the Leprechaun series. No, Leprechaun in the Hood is better than oh, Leprechaun in Space. That's right. And uh, probably Cult of Chucky is the best of the oh, child plays. Oh, Cult of plays. Chucky is so good. I enjoyed Cult of Chucky. Wait, is yeah. that the one where he's in the hospital or is that a different one? Uh, yeah, he's yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, I love that one. He like hospital. kills the girl by like shooting something at like a glass ceiling and, and it, it like decapitates her. Oh man, that kill so is good. so good. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Yeah, that what was is... a Jallo esque kind yeah. of kill. What does that say about a glass ceiling, huh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Socially progressive movie writing right there in Cult of Chucky. <laughs> <I'm> taking notes. <laughs> right. Just have to have a glass ceiling and have it, you know, do something important. So how about you, Will? Anything? Um, what did I watch? Uh, we finished up whatever that was I was watching, <laughs> and now I can't remember. Uh, we started Santa Clarita Diet season three. It's okay. Yeah. It's uh. It's Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah, definitely a step down each season. Are you getting and, tired of it? Is it just getting old? Yeah, it's kind of like what more can they do? Yeah. It's not quite as funny. Right. Um, it just feels more of the same. I understand they were canceled, so we won't get a season four, but at yeah. this moment, 
I don't really feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think everybody went to the bank nicely on that. Yeah. We uh, we didn't finish Dead to Me because the same thing. It's kind of like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to continue this series. Yeah. So, <clears throat> And I think that's all that I've watched. Oh. All right. I haven't been watching much. So nice out. Yeah, it's been nice out, and um, just watch the movies outside. Oh, well, that's what I need to do. That's coming Portable soon. Portable technology. The uh, the seller of this house left an eleven foot projector screen. Oh yeah. See, there's the Indigo Girls. Oh, there it is. And there's my boy. I love him. <laughs> skeet Ulrich. Skeet Skeet. O- oily Skeet. Skeet Skeet. Um, my man. Just so the listeners know, uh, in our new studio, we have a, a, a TV mounted to the wall. Yeah, and we have Scream playing on Netflix while we're while we're doing this. Of course, it's muted, but yep, Indigo Girls. It's like a live watch, but not quite. So that that should have told him he's not getting in her pants. Yes, okay. that should have yeah. told him. And this. the nightgown. Uh, yeah, yeah, the frumpier the nightgown, and we... and the more Lilith fairy the the posters are. Then have you, know. you seen Scary Movie when they like make a parody of this scene? Yeah, I have not. <laughs> oh <laughs> she, man. Like, she like opens her shirt to him right in like the movie but in the parody she does that and then it cuts to a shot of just like really big man tits and and he falls off the roof (laughs) and they're like bouncing too it's so funny oh that's great I thought it was going to be the uh, Total Recall three boobs but you've never seen Total Recall Mm -mm. oh I guess I spoiled the three boobs for you but yeah right spoiled it yeah well anyway uh, Jolien what about you uh, well, uh, Criterion put out the uh, Jackie Chan police story, Ooh, the nice. first two films, yeah. on, on Blu-ray, and they look great. Yeah. Look really fantastic. And I used to watch these tons of times back in, on these start, These came out in 85, 88? Yeah. The first two police story movies. Have you heard of Jackie Chan? Yes. Uh, yeah, so th- these are the movies which really made him in the West, at least, and, and uh, there were huge successes in, in, yeah. in the East. Um but uh, yeah, and, and you're always in two minds watching his movies because like you're seeing people doing incredibly dangerous things. And, oh yeah, and then suffering for it. Yeah, uh, but uh, just astounding. Yeah, very dangerous stunts done by the star and often getting hurt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I watched it with Emily. She she'd never seen them before, and and uh, yeah, it was just like prepared to be astounded, and yep. she was. <laughs> oh, the the choreography he came up with. Or, oh, or at least followed, yeah. When, whether it was someone else laying it out. Uh, yes, uh, his partner does the script, and then he comes up with the gags. Oh, good! Like the the chase. I think it was Rumble in the Bronx where they did the chase through the appliance warehouse, and he's got guys running after him, and he's he whips open a freezer door, and then a fridge door, <laughs> and then the whole thing. They're just trying to get him, and he's he's knocking them out, mm-hmm. knocking them down, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I watched an anime film called Mirai from uh, last year. This is uh, directed by uh, Mamoru Hosoda. Um, it's really a sweet and lovely sort of uh, uh, story of this, this uh, little boy, and uh, uh, the the uh, family has a new little girl, and he and his his feelings towards her, uh, feeling you know he's he's feeling neglected, and and uh, it goes to some uh, surprisingly dark places and uh he he starts um there's this tree in the in the house and uh it, he 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 goes into these like fantasy sequences where he's visiting family members including the dog 
in various points of time. So he goes back to all the way back to his great grandfather during the war, and he, you know he becomes his dog. He become you know he, he visits various relatives throughout you know past, present, and future. And uh, and then there's one sequence towards the end where he um, he, he he's really into trains and he becomes a he gets on a train and he, he goes into this major station which is like fantastical station and uh, he gets lost and it really uh, plugs into that childhood trauma you know being lost in this vast confusing area and all these strange things happening um, yeah yeah it was, it was really well done uh, I saw the uh, Batwoman trailer Batwoman. Uh, yeah, there's a series coming out on uh, CW in uh, in autumn. Um, the CW. So Batwoman, she's she's edgy, and you know she's edgy because she's wearing a t-shirt with a certain band. Oh no! Yeah. Is she smoking a cigarette? <laughs> no. Oh man, hey Ziggy, if you want to be edgy, we can get you a Ramones t-shirt. I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> just want to make sure you're ready. It's just something we we notice, like whenever they have a they want someone to look edgy, they put them in a Ramones t-shirt in movies. Good to know. It's a cliche. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Scream Blackula Scream. Ooh, yes. With the with the uh, awesome uh, Pam Greer in it. Mm. Um, if you like watching cops get beat up by a black Dracula, yeah, this is there's the movie a major. For you. Uh, I'm sorry. Down a Blackula. A Blackula. Yes. <laughs> it's a contraction of the words black. Dracula. Or the Blommy. <laughs> Remember all the Blummy? <laughs> the Blummy movies. <laughs> the, the black creature from the Black Lagoon? <laughs> oh, no. So uh, uh, working titles for this were, uh, were Blackula is Beautiful. Mm. And uh, Blackula Lives Again. <laughs> uh, so William Marshall is back as Mamu Alde mm-hmm. um, from Mali. And he does such a good job. He's excellent. Yeah. And then he teams up with uh, Pam Greer. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yep, uh, she plays Lisa Fortier. And then you've got uh, Richard Lawson and his debut as uh, Willis Fortier. Hmm. Uh, he, we mentioned him in uh, when we talked about Sugar Hill. Right. He, he's, the, he's the black person in Poltergeist. <laughs> That's right. And then, oh, uh, yeah. Also, uh, as Craig Nelson plays a sergeant in this movie. And he's Craig in, T. Nelson, coach? He, he's, he's in Poltergeist yeah. as well, yeah. Smoking a joint, sticking uh, his belly out. Barbara yeah. Rhodes is in this. Uh, Bernie Hamilton, who plays uh, Captain Doby on Starsky and Hutch. Oh, wow. Um, Don Mitchell, Michael Conrad. Um, uh, this, is from, this one is directed by Bob Kelgen, who did the Count Yorga movies. And Starsky and Hutch, coincidentally. Oh, yeah. um, this one, uh, I felt the photography was a bit sloppy. It felt like... Dull TV compositions in different lighting, wobbly focus. Uh, but you know, I watch anything with Pam Greer in it. Sure. Um, I and you got like a, it's you know it's nineteen seventy three. You got you got rooms which are like mostly purple, <laughs> thick carpets. Right. Um, there's, there's some influence of The Exorcist you can see in it. Um, I think the fun bit is when. Uh, Blackley is walking down the street and uh, he, he doesn't know how to deal with like uh, as a prostitute and he doesn't know what she's on about <laughs> and uh, and then the the, her, uh, the pimps who run her uh, turn up and they try to make a move on on Blackula. Um does not go well yeah for them and he's really hypocritical because like he, 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 he 
he smacks them down and, and he tells them off for making slaves of the, their sisters. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, that's exactly what he's doing. He's turning people into vampires that he controls. And... People hate competition. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, that is what I watched. Uh, oh. oh, yeah, I mean, we also watched um, The Creeping Terror on Blu-ray. Ooh, Ooh on Blu-ray. And we, we really enjoyed it. I, mean, I saw it, uh, I, I guess, is one of those movies you can't watch alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it it's uh, too terrifying. <laughs> exactly. And and also, uh, you know, you watch it with someone, you just like start. Oh man, yeah. Riffing on it, it, it was just uh, we we were we were crying with laughter by the end of it. it was, oh, it's, it's it, great. It was really fun. And it was made by a creep. Yeah. And uh, does that? That oh, yeah, has that, the creep yeah. behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. I'll lend this to you. Have you seen this? I have actually. It's yeah. got um, one of the extras is uh, about half an hour where they, they make a reconstruction of the creature. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, we should check it out. Yeah, yeah. I will it check might it inspire out. Inspire you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's quite a struck me as quite a Lovecraftian monster. You know, generally movie monsters are like humanoid. Yeah. Things, but. But Except this is like a long walking carpet. Yeah, right. this is a carpet with a, a stalk on the front of it. Yeah, that eats people and they, they slowly crawl into his <laughs> <Right>. mouth. <laughs> oh, we love the, uh, the the dance hall scene. Oh, oh. That music that they just keep playing yes, over and over. Like, and the band. There's like, guy that, it's obviously completely wrong instruments for what the music is. Yes. But there's a guy at the piano and then there's a this woman on the drums and she's just like slowly tapping the snare drum and hitting one of the cymbals and it's got nothing to do with the, what the music is, but it's just it just looks so awesome. I'm on that band at my wedding. Yeah. Um there's this there's this chick in some silver space pants and Yeah. Oh, oh man. It is. I can hear that music now. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, we, anyway, enjoyed it very much. And that's what I watched. Well, my recently watch is a pretty short list because, as you guys saw when you walked up, we've been planting trees on this hill that the house sits on, and uh, that's a lot of digging and hard ground and trying to amend the soil. So um, I did manage to watch, uh, over the last few nights, uh, the most recent season, and I guess it's supposed to be the final season of Fleabag, that uh, series from the U.K., uh, it's um, written and starring... I'm sorry, that's an Amazon Prime original? I believe it's an Amazon Prime original, yes. <clears throat> um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the writer and star of this thing. And it's constantly breaking the fourth wall, which is great, because uh, the guy who was in... Um, oh, which Sherlock Holmes has uh, Cumberbatch in it. Sherlock? Sherlock. Sherlock, it's called Sherlock. I lose track of which one's called what. You were halfway there. <clears throat> Holmes. This one's called Holmes. Holmes. Um, so, uh, the guy who played, uh, Moriarty is, uh, a priest in this particular, uh, um, season, which is supposed to be the final season. And he is really funny. He seems a little crazy and a little troubled and no. uh, almost like he has Tourette's <laughs> because he, he can't help himself even when he's addressing people once in a while and something slip. And of course the, um, the star of the show, and I forget the character's name, but uh, the woman who writes it and stars in it uh, sort of develops an inappropriate uh, relationship with him, considering that he's a priest. So, um, and she's not a little boy. 
And she's not. <laughs> I am so sorry. I was not ready. Uh, <laughs> when I walked in this room, I did not think we'd go there. Okay, so a priest, a pedophile, and, I, yes. al- and an alcoholic walk into a bar. No. And that's just the first guy. <laughs> oh, come on. We can laugh at this. Um, so I want to thank um, listener Mike Nichols for sending us a list, which I have turned into a game for us that won't take very long. We talked about dispensaries with punny names. Mm. The way back in the day of Scream, coffee stands were kind of new. Um, really, oh, wow. They were like in the corner of every parking lot. And uh, they had punny names, you know, like Common Grounds or, uh, help me out here. What Central is Perks. <laughs> Central Perk. No, that was on Friends. <laughs> that wasn't a shack. That was... But I'm sure there were they. Yeah, I mean that's the saying. That's the spirit of the yeah. the punny things. Yeah. I can't think of any that were right other than you know, like common grounds or yeah. So I got a whole list of them. If from... I was clever, I'd come up with one right now. But yeah, but you don't want to do. But that. I got nothing. Yeah, the daily grind. The daily mm. grind. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um. So I have a, a list here of all of these punny named or cleverly named uh, dispensaries for buying legal weed here in Denver, Colorado. and I've, Don't move here. <laughs> and I've thrown some in. They're legalizing it everywhere. You don't need to move here, people. Um, and I've thrown some in here that I made up. So <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read these out loud. I'm going to ask you to tell me if, if it's, uh, we'll just say real true. Real or fake. If it's real or fake. Okay. Okay, okay so we're going to start here with... Um, and if you get it wrong, is you stab you to death. Is this your Mike Nichols? As long as it's like <laughs> the first go. It's I don't know if he directs best. anything. Um, but if but if you're talking about somebody who's uh, nationally known for being a director, I don't think he is. Okay, okay. not the same Mike, no, Mike Nichols. No, this Mike is a tech guy. Okay. And that shows my knowledge of tech stuff. <laughs> He's a tech guy. He's a tech guy. Right. Okay, so let's see. Um, let's start with... Uh, so you all know that there are some that we've all heard of, like Medicine Man yeah. or the Frosted Leaf or any of those. Okay. How about um, Ganja Gourmet? Real or fake? Real. Okay. Um, how about Hi There, H-I-G-H? <laughs> Ooh, fake. You're right. That's fake. But it's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> how about um, Laughing Grass? Ooh, real. Ziggy, what do you think? Uh, probably real. That's real. Yeah. I mean, unless Mike's having us on. It, yeah. You know, this is his list, and some of it's my list. Um, how about Hooked on Chronics? Ooh, I like no. it. No, <laughs> don't think they'd do them that dirty. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> so you're saying fake? I mean, I feel like it might be real, but also, like, I would not... <laughs> No, it's like you don't attack your customers like that. Hooked on Chronics worked for me. <laughs> Ziggy, are you familiar with Hooked on Phonics? Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of it? It's just like Fonzie. What you 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 know? That's before your time. And yeah, yeah. yeah was... What am I like? Generation like? Is it? It's like. Is it? Is it X? Is it Z? Z? Yeah. I'm not worried. I have no idea. Gen and Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Hooked on Chronics, real or fake? Fake. fake. It's fake. I made that one up. I Thank like you. it. Yeah, I it's like so it aggressive. Give it a week. Well, It'll you know. Real. I feel like people walk in there ashamed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I know. Reefer Madness. Fake. Fake. That one's real. Ooh. What? According to Mike's list. Good Good call. High Rollers. <laughs> yeah. Real. 
real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's real. Uh, Hash Wednesday. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I'm speaking of priests. Fake. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Real or fake? Hash Wednesday. I would say <laughs> fake. Good. Okay, we got two fakes. I say fake. Okay, yeah, I made that one up too. That's a good one, though. <laughs> but, but as I say, give it a week. Yeah, sure. There'll be one on the corner. Yeah, anyone's listening. Um, and then you remember that uh, Lucas, who interns at the shop, came up with bed, best buds forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, the skunk's lair. Skunk's lair. Fake. Yeah, fake. Yeah. Again, I feel like walking in there, you'd be like, gah. Yeah. Like stoner self-hatred. Like, <laughs> self- <Yeah. laughs> shame, stoner shame. Yeah, I made that one up. Um, the Farmer's Market. Ooh. Well, that's not it. With a PH? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the thing that's Market written. with a C. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I always like when the, with, if there's an R in any of the words that they do the downstroke and the RX. So the RX, like, yeah. yeah. So you know. If the letters yeah. aren't already green. Yeah. You know. So what, what do you think of that one? Uh, farmer's Market? Real. real. Yeah, yeah real. that's real. Uh, we'll just do a couple more. Uh, Dank of Colorado. Nope. <laughs> no, fake. No, that's fake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what even? Um, let's see. Uh, how about um, Starbuds? Real. Yeah. How about Weed Bucks? Ooh. Uh, real. <laughs> No. No, that, that that one was from a Chris Rock routine. Weed Bucks is fake. Starbuds is real. So that just goes to show you, it's kind of a toss-up. What's believable and what's not when it comes to naming your dispensary? Listeners are probably wondering, when are these idiots going to talk about Scream? We aren't. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, uh, Scream. Ziggy, how many times have you watched this? So many. I don't actually know. I never count. What was, is... what was your first viewing? There's a there's a better question mm-hmm. to start with. This was the actual like first movie I decided to like watch that was horror. I like sat down and I was like, I'm gonna watch a horror movie, and this is just the first one I ever watched. This so. is the wow. one that hooked you. Mm-hmm. So this is like a very important movie to me. I love this movie. Shit, it's... I forget I'm wearing makeup. Oh my god. It's uh, super interesting. Yeah, your eyeliner's winged. It's it's on Thank point. You. Yeah. Um, so. So this is interesting because you chose a movie however you chose it or it, or it chose you. And it's a movie that talks about the tropes and mm-hmm. it subverts all the stuff you know about the genre because Wes Craven is like, no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how this shit goes and I'm going to reinvent it. So if this it. is the first horror movie you saw, but it's talking about other horror movies, did you get the idea that he was talking about other horror movies? Or yeah. You- I mean, I knew horror tropes because I do really like films, so I've read about them. And then I watch a lot of, like, not necessarily, like, horror TV. I don't even know if it's a genre, <clears throat> but, like, anything that's kind of spooky. So I knew it existed. Um, I wanted to start with the slasher movie, and this was just one that I was like, it's safe. And then Drew Barrymore was in it, but mm-hmm. she dies within 11 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you put a big star in the movie you think they're going to be in the movie. Yeah, For sort more of. Than well, eleven or twelve minutes. I was looking through the horror movies, and I was looking like just at like the description and the cover, and this one I've like heard about before, so I was like, maybe it's fine. It's oldish. Yeah. And then Drew Barrymore was in it, and I was like, she was in E.T. in Fifty First Dates. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she's she they get that weird zoom in of her in the tree, and I screamed. <laughs> yeah, that opening title. is really creepy. It's such a good opening. 
Oh my god, I love... The the scariest part in that movie, to me, is just when she's on the phone and he's like, I want to know who I'm looking at. And she, like, stops. And she's like, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. That's the scariest freaking part yeah. of the whole movie. And you look at how so that good. house is laid out and she's totally exposed. Mm-hmm. Totally vulnerable. Even if all the doors are locked and all the windows are locked. That's why you don't have big doors made of glass. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Facts. Unless they're, like, thick glass, but... And then, you know, you think... Her parents are driving up. They're going to save her, but... Also, happen. I like how her mother couldn't hear her, like, croaking, but when she picked up the phone, she was like, I hear her dying. I was like, where? It's like, selective <sighs> listening to the max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but this, this really, you know, sets you up. If you are a first-time viewer of this thing and you know who Drew Barrymore is, you think, oh, she's going to be the final girl or the heroine of this movie. Nope, she's just victim number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love Sydney. I love this movie so much. But I remember, like, I was like, I'm going to watch a horror movie. And I sat down with, like, carrots and hummus. And it was, like, nighttime. And I was like, yes, this is it. I'm a teenager. <laughs> and I was scared out of my mind. Because um, <laughs> jump scares, they get me every time. Like, I can handle, like, most, like, psychological thrillers and things. I'm like, okay, I can logically separate this from that. But, like, jump scares, I have such, like, a visceral reaction to people, like, coming out of closets. And just like, whoop. Not, like, coming out of the closet, but, like, coming out of the closet <laughs> with knives. Um, so, yeah, this movie scared me. And then a few weeks later, after I watched it initially, I watched it again. And I was like, I really like this. Um, and I've seen it a lot ever so since. How old were you when you watched it the first time? Probably, like, 14. All right. So you've, you've been in this for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have it on VHS, but it's not working, so I have to hit the top of the box yeah. every time it freezes. So are you just being a dirty hipster watching VHS, or is this just... No, it's just, I don't have money, <laughs> and we go to Goodwill, and it's 99 cents for three of them. Right. Oh, nice. So I got Jurassic Park, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Scream. <laughs> <laughs> and you miss the sides of a movie if you're watching it on VHS, right? Well, sometimes well, they'd depends. advertise that they'd be even widescreen. Oh, yeah, Letterbox or whatever. I remember that being really special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bought the Pulp Fiction widescreen on VHS. <laughs> I don't know if I still have that or not, but, uh, yeah, there's there's a few of them where they made it a point because the movie isn't as good if it's chopped off, that that different aspect ratio. So you watched this this particular movie. What was the next? Do you remember, remember the it all? The, Sh- Ooh, the Shining. Because I read nice. the book. And then I watched the movie. So that's the next one that kind of got you. Mm-hmm. I liked that because I liked the book. Actually, I did read horror books because I read a lot of Stephen King. Um, I still do. Um, the Shining was my first, like, horror book. Um, so I read it around the same time. I don't know. I got I read The Shining, and while I was reading it, I got really ballsy. And I was like, I can handle horror movies. And then this rocked my world. And I was like, <laughs> I'm never leaving my bed. <laughs> Nobody dies in a bed in that movie. Oh, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Fact. yeah. A uh, restored version of um, The Shining is coming out this October, oh, I think. Yeah. No kidding. So were there were there things that were degraded or missing? A new 4K scan of the print. Yeah, there's oh, nothing, okay. nothing added that I understand. It's just good for 4K television. Yeah, yeah. so they might do a theatrical showing. Oh, yeah. Should be, we should check it out. See. Oh, yeah, if they do that, we definitely have to do an outing to watch yeah. it on the big screen. Because 4K is going to be sharper than, I mean, already Blu-ray is sharper than your eye can see. Yeah. You know, it's, it's un- unnecessarily sharp. So if it's sharper than that, then we're good. Um, 
So uh, any surprises in the casting, Ziggy, when you were watching this the first time? Did, um, did you say, hey, I know this person from something? It was just Drew Barrymore, really. And you're like, hey, like, Johnny Ooh. Depp. Wait, that's not Johnny Depp. No, I knew. I can't remember when Riverdale came out. <laughs> but I remember watching Riverdale and being like, it's Billy. Because he plays, he's Jughead's dad oh, in Riverdale. He's playing oh, a dad already? Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a fine dad. Just throw that out there. <laughs> They're probably only like seven years apart in age. <laughs> Son, <laughs> when I was your age, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Things were different. Um, and I don't really like that show. I was really excited because I was a fan of the comics. Yeah, Archie. And then now they've just made it like they're trying to appeal to all like teen audiences so it's like crime and romance and drama and maybe magical i don't know so they start chasing like a hooded serial killer and i stopped watching oh man um it's supposed to be a dark take on archie though it's not supposed to be yeah but like they didn't do it super great in my opinion Okay. I was watching purely for Jughead and Betty. Right. Because they're like a couple and they're adorable. And then I just got bored. What? Jughead hates girls. I know. He he yeah. He likes food, not girls. Yeah. There's a Specifically whole... hamburgers. Yes. Um, there's his a whole dog thing about named, that. His dog's name is Hot Dog. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, but, I mean, they're being like fairly progressive. Um, like Cheryl has a girlfriend. Um yeah, Tony Topaz and Cheryl are dating. Um, but then they, were, they started out with this weird thing where, like, Cheryl and her twin who died were definitely, like, something sketchy was going on. Uh, we don't... Mm, yeah. Yeah. It, oof. Oh, but then they're related to the Coopers, and then, like, Betty's sister Polly had a baby with Jason, who's the brother that died. So technically that baby's, like, all ancestral. It's... Oh. I stopped mm. watching. Anyway. You're listening to Archie Talk. <laughs> now we can get off that show I do not like that show very much well, although I have the Jughead hat and it's very comfortable oh good cool do you have the original Jughead hat or the no. stocking cap version no I someone like crocheted it for me off oh, Etsy oh, okay. I paid like 60 bucks for it oh. before the show came out <coughs> I've got a do you ever see the Batman one I have where you can just pull it over your eyes and it's got eye holes no <laughs> yeah that's actually a thing I own. That's How great. about Andy, who tore the face out of the gorilla mask and wore it as a hat oh, for winter? Do you remember that? I don't remember that, oh, but man. but I 100% believe it and have no issue. And uh, for listeners who, who know that we used to work in an art supply store, he was one of our coworkers. Yeah. So he had a gorilla mask, and he just cut yeah. the face off yeah. and wore it as like a winter cap. Do you remember his performance art where he... Wore the same pants a hundred days in a row. Yeah. Oh, God, that's just awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's performance art for you. Yeah, there were, high school. Yeah, there was something um, that came up on BuzzFeed about like, oh my God, and then someone's doing this. They're, they're gluing these mysterious doll faces all over Denver. That was Andy. Yeah. Hasn't that been happening for like years? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He started with the hands, and mm-hmm. then he went to the doll faces. Oh, I've only seen the faces. Yeah, yeah. maybe, like, were they plaster hands? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and oh. you just like, hang them from bridges and there's the Ghost oh. hands. Trees and power lines. Were, That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. The idea of just, like, throwing hands that are, like, tied together to get them on, like, power lines yeah. instead of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah, and he's a 
he's a different kind of artist for sure. Yeah. So, um, so Scream. Uh, Jolien, do you remember your first experience with Scream? Uh, I would have seen it several years later because I, I was in Japan at the time when this came out. So I saw it a few years down the line. So it would have been on probably VHS or DVD or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it would have it would have been uh, what ninety six. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of where where I was living and what I was doing. I think I was maybe still in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, going to college. Maybe went and saw it at the movies there, or rented it after it came out on video. So yeah, that would have been probably the VHS days for me. Yeah, I hung out at the video store waiting for someone to return it. Oh, when it came out. Yeah. Uh, because it had such good reviews and Wes Craven was directing it yeah. and then I watched it and I was a little disappointed <laughs> they and built, I think it had been overhyped yeah they, they built it up too much I've watched it since then and I, I think it's a pretty good movie but uh, but I remember my initial viewing was like that's that's what I waited around for <laughs> yeah it, it's weird like uh, like you really back in those days especially you know you had to wait for the release of something and you didn't get to know that much about it you know spoilers and whatever kind of things those instagram videos that tell you the whole plot Uh, i know people are just shameless with that stuff now it's kind of nice to think of those days when you could just like you know just be blissfully ignorant to what was going on yeah just enjoy a thing for what it is rather than be like oh this is tanking at the box office like in the first 24 hours something is out it's like oh so we should hate that now yes yeah if things don't make money they're not worth loving right that's right. So anyway, um, yeah, so we all saw this. Uh, well, you saw it more recently than us, but we all saw it so within a year or two of it coming out. There's, there's stuff in this movie, like they're referring to like horror movies going back to the 30s. And there's, there's people doing impressions of like Jerry Lewis and yeah. ref, you know, referring back to the Fonz. And, and, uh, and was it any of this stuff? initially a lot of it went over my head um but also i wasn't really paying attention to anything because i didn't like horror at the time um but since then i've so i've read the script a few times and i've looked up some things um some of them i know but some of them also like i don't really need to know (laughs) yeah i'm like i can enjoy the movie for how i enjoy the movie um so yeah it's a it's a balance most of the stuff i looked up i have since forgotten um but yeah i did do research for a time so one of the questions i had for you was when you are um writing characters Mm -hmm. uh, do you name them first or do you kind of sketch them out mentally and then name them um i tend to do both i tend to base characters off of people I know um and then just in like certain like traits that are most dominant um and then I do find names some I have ideas of like names for and like visuals before I develop their character and like personality um it depends names are always an issue for me though because you have to like find a name that's not too on the nose with someone that you know or like something that's been done before so you have to like mix and match popular last names from different eras and And, yeah yeah and sometimes the names mean something Mm -hmm. or they refer to something Um, Mm -hmm. i know billy loomis is um 
Isn't that the professor and Halloween? Yeah. Lives. Yeah. And then in Bates Motel. Well, and, and that's the thing is in Halloween, he's a, then his namesake is is the guy from Psycho. 1960, mm, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was wondering why that last name kept popping up, and I was like, yeah. It keeps getting handed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the name Cotton Weary, uh, I thought, well, that's kind of a weird choice. Of course, I'm I'm well, talking. Gail Weathers, that blows too. Yeah, she's like should have been a meteorologist. I think she actually mentions that in the movie. Yes, she does. Yeah, but uh, I now realize I'm talking to somebody named Ziggy. Yeah. And I'm sitting next to somebody named Jolien. These are not the two most common names in the world, but I don't think I've ever met anybody named Cotton. It's a pretty old name. <laughs> yeah. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> sure. Cotton Mathers. Cotton Mathers. Is that yeah. a sports person? No, he was a judge in the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, Wow. I wonder if this is... Uh, Where did that information come from in your brain? Why? Where? It's just stored in there with a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> what you, 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 you have any cotton I know. Yeah, Cotton Mather's the only one I know that's actually named Cotton. Yeah. Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. That's right. But Cotton Weary, it's like, what kind of name is that? Is that supposed to be telling us something about who he is? But we never really get to meet him. We just see yeah. him. You do in the second one, and yeah. I hate him. Yeah. I don't think he gets better. Do you like him better as Ray Donovan? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the actor, he was... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. There's uh, uh, Cotton Goes to Harlem. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah, there's Cotton Goes to Harlem. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen that, but yeah, I read the book. like a series of novels. Yeah. There's two movies. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen the movies. But the book is fantastic, so... I can't remember the author right now. Mm-mm. Chester Hines. Ah, there you go. <laughs> full of crap. So, what did you guys think of the casting on this thing? Anyone uh, think it was kind of stunty to cast the people they did? Like no, I don't shaggy. think so. I mean, uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, was this, this is, is pre Scooby Doo. Yeah, this is well, pre Scooby Doo. And then the chick from um, uh, I know what you did last summer in Buffy the Vampire Slayer is Daphne. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sarah she's Michelle Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt that it was. It felt like a TV cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got uh, Nev Campbell there from Party of Five. Yeah, Henry Winkler. And Henry Winkler, who's not named mm-hmm. in this. Uh, the principal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't put his name on it because he didn't want to draw any attention away from the younger cast. Oh, oh, so that's what I read. He asked them to not. Bill so he's him. uncredited. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Courtney Cox from yeah. Friends. Yeah. And she really wanted to play something that that went that ran counter to her type of character on Friends, mm. who who was who character. was like, well, on Friends she's really insecure mm-hmm. and, and and a a nice person, and in this one she's very confident and not very nice. Mm-hmm. I never watched Friends, so this is the only time I really ever ran into her, and I was just like pure mm-hmm. hatred. So <laughs> then you got Drew Barrymore and and uh, Linda Blair. Oh yeah, Linda right. Blair. Now you have not seen The Exorcist, Mm-mm. but that woman who runs up. What is? What's She's th- one of the reporters. Yeah, the reporter that runs up and kind of gets in her face. Ah, that's the woman who played uh, Regan in The Exorcist. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, so when you see her, that's who that is. That was a, a nice little cameo. Yeah. Um, was that Wes Craven playing Fred the janitor? No. Okay. No, he's... I don't believe so. He does have a cameo in one of them, doesn't he? That's what I thought. 
And I was kind of wondering if that's what it was. But you only see him for a second, and he's got a wig. And yeah. Yeah, I think he's in the third one when they're, when they're in Hollywood. Oh, okay. He does play the killer who gets hit in the face when Drew Barrymore hits him with the phone. And that was really him, and he really did get hit in the face. Oh, man. Some of the uh, best stuff is on screen that, you know, that actually happened. They filmed that bit with Drew Barrymore first, and then they came back and filmed the rest later. That was like the oh, I guess the they, setup. You they know, went too kind of, fast too soon. They went too hard in the beginning, and yeah. the rest is their kills. Yeah, that's why they threw the principal's death in, is because... Uh, one of the Weinsteins was like, it's been 30 minutes and you haven't killed anyone. Yeah. So they were like, well, let's kill the principal, which I thought was rather odd. Well, he was a red herring. Yeah. So I think it was smart. This movie also introduced to me like what a red herring was. Yeah. Not like by like the term definition, because you did that. Yeah. But like in the idea of it, because I remember watching it and being like, everybody's the killer. And then Randy straight up says that. Yeah. And he's like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. He throws it right out there, doesn't he? The video store scene is my favorite scene. It's so good. It's funny the whole gang shows up at the video store at once. I mean, I guess that would be a thing on a, yeah. you know, a Friday night. Yeah, you go bother your friend at work. Sure. Don't you remember doing that in the 90s? Sure. Or getting bothered while at work. Or getting bothered at work, yeah. Yeah, sure. Which was, yeah. you know. Yeah, see, look, he's freaking creepy. You totally expect him to be the... Oh, yeah. yeah. For the yeah. benefit of the radio, the principal has the ghost mask on right yes. before he dies. He's trying it on, just having a having a laugh. I noticed that they, they claimed that this was a goof. He goes out in the hall, and when he comes back in, the closet which was opened is now closed. But it's not a goof. One of the killers closed it. It's supposed to show you that, oh, shit, something's going mm-hmm. on. Someone's in the Some, room with him. Someone's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does his hair like fawns. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> so do you know what that is? I've heard it before, but it, not There's a TV series called Happy Days, which is kind of nostalgic 50s mm. fantasy, but it was made in the 70s. And Henry Winkler was this kind of greasy rocker who was older than every other kid in the <laughs> series. <laughs> Yeah, why is this 30-year-old hanging out with all these teenagers? Uh, um, he's probably their dealer. Yeah, that's, that's got to be it. <laughs> hey, I could get you some black beauties or some jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. <laughs> he was just one of the icons in the late 70s. Yeah, like, they really... Oh, he, it very, was... Very popular in England. It, it was out of control. It was everywhere. And the bummer about it is he's got the wrong leather jacket to be a quote-unquote greaser in the 50s. And the show... You could tell that all the cast really didn't want to have their hair cut to look like the late 50s through maybe early 60s. As the show went on, they would have hit 1960, 62, whatever. Uh, they all had like flare leg jeans and poofy hair. It just got really dumb. Just like MASH. Yeah, MASH kind of lost it too, didn't MASH they? is totally 70s looking. That's why I joke that the Korean War took place in the 70s <laughs> in Southern California. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't take much to get hair and wardrobe right, because it was what it was, and if you're going to stick with it, stick with it. If not, just set it in modern times and have it about something else. Why not? Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so the casting, uh, you're pretty happy with it. You didn't feel it was too stunty? Yeah. <clears throat> Considering I didn't like know much going in, I just enjoyed it. 
so lot. These weren't a bunch of familiar faces to you at the time. No, it was Drew Barrymore and everybody else. Yeah. And then it was the guy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. And I, I love him. I freaking I think he was great in this so movie you're too. Not, not bothered by the drool. Uh, no, because his character I feel is already so like in your face. Him going like crazy or like showing that and that just being there, I was like, okay. And then that's like a whole tactic. Like in um, the new It, they play with that a lot. It's gross, but it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the part where he's on like the phone, and then he's like dying, and then he like spits everywhere. I was like, that makes sense. He's dying. Yeah. Um, he's losing control of uh, you know his bodily functions. Yeah. So is it? Uh, have you followed him since? Has he done anything since? Uh, no, I've seen this, and I've seen the live action Scooby Doo's, and that's about it okay. that I know of. We should check out SLC Punk. He's in Salt Lake City Punk. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, you might like that. Yeah. What's About that? Some punks in Salt Lake City. What's that one that he's in where he plays like a reporter or something and he something runs afoul with the cartel? Is it something that's got bridge in it? I'm trying to think of the name. Bridge of the River Kwai? Sure, that must be it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of what it's called, but he he plays a reporter in something, and he's he's in a bad way. And then he was in that series with uh, the women who are also running afoul of the cartel. Damn, that seems to be a reoccurring theme. Um, yeah, you'll write a movie about that, Ziggy. Will do. Everybody yeah. else I'm on is. It. Sorry, right. I'm not supposed to touch the table. Well, I, I watched this uh, screen the first three movies recently, and and uh, I just cringed uh, this one with uh, Rose McGowan. You just. I just like, wonder what was going on at the time with, oh, uh, yeah, with Weinstein. With Weinstein, that's right. Muggy McGowan. Oh, that's what we call her. Because she's mu- always mugging? She's always mugging to the camera. We used to watch Charmed, and she yeah. was just chewing the scenery. Oh, we're watching that <laughs> oh, with my sister well. right now. Yeah. Yeah, we she's to my send favorite her, part of it. Send her a, an award. Yeah. Sticker. Yeah. We really should. For all your chewing of the scenery. I think she lives in London now. Does she? Yeah, whatever gets her further away from Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Um, so this apparently was based on uh, the real-life case of the Gainesville Ripper. Do you guys know any about, anything about that? I, I've Killed heard. a bunch of people in Gainesville. Is that Gainesville, Florida? In the 80s. Seven, exactly. Yeah. Or is it like a... Seven? No, it's just because that's oh, okay. how many people killed him. Uh, I don't know how many people he killed, but... Yeah, I heard, I, I heard of that, but I don't know the actual case. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not familiar with it either. I just... You have that in the notes that uh, this was a this was something based loosely on that, and I should maybe look into that. Um, he was a crazy guy, killed some people. Did you know this was originally called uh, Scary Movie? Mm-hmm. I did, and then they because on the script it says like Scream, and then in parentheses it says like um, Alt, and it says like Scary Movie. Okay. Um, and yeah. they say it a bunch of times in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like scary movies? <laughs> Not really. Oh, well, what kind of movies do you like? So, so this one is is really sort of, um, as far as special effects go, this one really has all the all the effects look really good, and all of the the stunt work looks physically like it's actually happening. You know? Except Tatum dying. Well, you don't like that one, do you? Tatum dying was bullshit. <laughs> it really was because she should have been able to get through that door. She yeah. fit her arms and shoulders through. You should be able to get the rest of your body through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... And it's not like boobs are hard. Bags of sand. <laughs> Bags of sand. Was it cold in that garage? 
<laughs> just have to ask. I hate to say that because, you know, she was probably, like Jolien said, um, putting up with some harassment from She said Harvard. this was her favorite filming, though. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, she's I got, like, like great memories of being on the set for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I didn't like her character as a whole. No. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I thought she was kind of bitchy. She's a little well, yeah. bitchy. That was, that was kind of the, the purpose of her character, I think. Her and Gail yeah. Weathers, were, they sort of filled, you know, that, that part of the, the, the bill. And uh, you have a, a, a dopey uh, deputy. Dewey. Dewey. Did you like Dewey? I, I like Dewey. I like Dewey more in, like, the ones that, like, the sequels. Yeah. yeah. Um, After he starts working out. Mustache grows in <laughs> a little more. After he stops lusting over Sydney. Oh um, yeah, that's right. Although he does get with freaking Gale, and I hate Gale. God. He got with Gale in real life. Yeah, and yeah. that's cool, I guess, because she's not Gale in real life. Right. Um, as far as we know. Oh, dun dun dun. <laughs> meta. Uh, yeah. So so uh, other characters. So we have the the kooky guy from the video store. I love Randy. We got the dopey deputy. We got the the bitchy reporter. Um, their words, not mine. Um, Insensitive friend. Yeah, yeah. And then, did you kind of the, on your first viewing? Did you sort of pick out who you thought the killer was, and were you right? Well, they expect you to think. Well, they expect you to believe that it's Billy, uh-huh. and you do. Um, I thought it was Billy because he's hot. They always make serial killers <laughs> hot. It's just a fact. Mm. Except in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The mom. Mm. Ah, that was gross. No, I'm saying that again. Um, yeah, I definitely thought it was him the whole time through. But then they they set up like weird little creepy things with everybody, like they like the principal. And then when the sheriff like he's smoking and like drops and like steps on it, and when you see his freaking shoe, it's like the, the same, same shoe. From the bathroom. So you're like, is it him? Yeah. It's the boot. Uh huh. And then maybe it's Randy because Randy has so much in depth knowledge of horror movies. Yeah. Um. But Randy couldn't. He's like a rat. I don't know. I love him. Aren't you glad that it wasn't the horror fan? Because yeah. a lot of people in this world think that horror fans are creepy people. I love that they were able to touch on the fact that, like, what does he say? He says, like, horror movies don't create psychopaths. They make them more creative. Yeah. Right. It's like, boom, baby. <laughs> um, and the reveal at the end when it's, like, two of them where, like, she turns and then Stu's there. And he's like, hello, Sydney. Ah! Yeah, with the voice yeah. changer. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good, because I didn't think it was going to be two people. I mean, that's an Orient Express mm-hmm. trick. You... Oh, spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, oh, I just ruined a story that's 100 years old. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so did you feel like there was a homoerotic connection between the two I guys? I have an issue with that. Not the Do homoerotic you? connection, but they don't explain Stu's motive. They they explain, Billy has that whole thing where he's like, motives are incidental, or Randy says that, and then Billy quotes him, because he's so original. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that like actually he's salty because he blames Sydney and Sydney's mom for his mom leaving. Right. Okay. But freaking Stu's just there. Yeah. Really all up in everybody's business. So either he's missing something in his noggin, or he's... he and Billy are really tight. Uh-huh. Which I mean, like, I I like that dynamic. I like I like them. Um, you like you like them together as a couple. Mm-hmm. Is the scene in the 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 video store? I was like, yeah, it's like yeah. that. That works. Go for yeah. it. He's he's like um, rubbing the back of his neck. Yeah, and like and buying I was like, him candy and yeah, I was like, it's a, it's a little so creepy. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, Walking around with his hand in his back pocket. <laughs> 
hundred percent. I'm pretty sure most of that didn't really happen. No, it totally did. Outtakes. <laughs> it was implied. It Outtakes. Was implied. It's yeah. no fan fiction. <laughs> right. We, no, we, the, yeah, the we scene do. in the video store when he's behind Randy and then Billy's talking to him. He's got his arms around his waist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stu just, he looks so like into Billy and I was like, I see you. Um, yeah. But they never explain his motive, and it's clearly not parental because he's like, right. my mom's going to be so mad, and then he dies. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I'm glad that they didn't gay it up because that would make um, homosexuals villains in mm-hmm. another movie. We don't that fucking been an need that. But like now in today's age, I'm able to watch it and be like, yeah. okay, I see you a little bit. Did you ever notice that Disney does that all the time? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I don't really like Disney. I like Disney for nostalgic purposes, but... But they've been doing that forever. Mm-hmm. Like every one of their villains in, in a Disney cartoon is always prancing around and being, you know, like uh, stereotypically homosexual, sort of effeminate and sort of prancing. And it's like I never noticed that until I was watching a documentary called Do I Sound Gay? Oh. And the guy who was making the documentary said, you know, here's here's a here's a thing that that was always there. And, and he's like. So there's a negative stereotype to gay people, and it's sometimes not even like you notice it, but it's in front of you. And mm-hmm. then he talks about the Disney thing, and I went, damn, you're right. Like, you Lion King, uh, uh, you name it, like any one of Beauty these cartoons. The yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Every, every villain is just like, well, ooh, you know, <laughs> they're like just stereotypes. You know, I'm not saying that. Gay people are like... All gay people sound like that. All, that, all gay people statement. act we'll just like... Yes. They, they <laughs> all act just like Disney villains. Every one of them. <laughs> so... Um, like Kevin Williamson is gay. Who? The writer of this. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, then... But he said that he didn't... He didn't uh, intend them to be that way. I think and I just didn't. had to interpret it that way because but Stu I does totally, not have a motive. I, I think it. I mean, having watched it recently, I, uh, they seem like a couple to me. There's, now. Some, there's some energy there for there's sure. There's some energy yeah. between yeah. them. Yeah. I don't know I, quite if it's sexual or if it's just. It's just deep companionship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Pair bonding. I can do words. It's pair bonding. <laughs> me speak gooder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much funnest. Um, what Castle Freak do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but it didn't come out like yeah. a sentence. Oh, and there's the garage scene. The what? The garage what? scene? Oh, yeah. What's that ridiculous wheel on the wall? Good question. What is that yeah, wheel? It's like a ship's wheel. Decor. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That steers the house. I was thinking <laughs> that it might crank that door up so it can cut a person nearly in half. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he was like, grab me one beer, and she brings back seven. Well, well she doesn't bring them back, but who, she tries who, to. Who says get all beer? It's like, yeah. get some beers. Excuse me, I don't know how that works. Yeah, sure you don't. Oh, but, but. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Also, I that's can't... an awful skirt. <laughs> it's like the swirl, the just spir- like right the, to the, the up, butt. <laughs> the spiral up the butt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you definitely need a geometric pattern that points right at the butt. <laughs> exactly. Whenever possible. We're all very. Ex- I kept uh, I kept misremembering scenes from Scary Movie. Watching oh no! This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that um, 
th- this was the one that was added in, right? This this was the extra kill. No, the principal was the, was the extra kill. Oh, okay. So this was already in the script. This was in the yeah. script, but the, yeah, they felt that there wasn't enough enough kills. There had been too long, so so they we killed the Fonzie. So we watched that um, that YouTube video from uh, Dead Meat. I think his name is James Janice, who does the uh, the kill count and. Seven kills total in this movie. Five men, two women, or... It's one every 15.8 minutes. Yeah. So that doesn't stack up as being a super kill-heavy, gory movie. As far as a lot of the stuff we've seen, anyway. Yeah. You only needed two or three meaningful kills to make a movie scary, but... Yeah. Uh, I found that the deaths in this one, uh, the treat is is, uh, tragic. Yeah. Uh, most of them, they're, they're impactful. Um, if it's l- like a, a standard body count movie, it's just like whack and they're done and then you move on to right. the next uh, setup. Or they make something mm-hmm. humiliating or ridiculous happen to them. I have a, like partly an issue. Were you about to talk? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I was just saying how yeah. that, that was one of the Me. things I liked about this movie that, that you know, it's, it's, you know it, it's mostly a comedy satire, mm-hmm. but the, the deaths are treated quite seriously and, and you you know you're you're sad about the characters dying mostly um yeah and but you know in a friday the 13th you just you know every 10 minutes they just introduce whack, characters to then kill it builds up to the next one yeah. which is which is fine you know I, I enjoy watching those too but um this is a i thought this was well done i have an issue with the kills in this movie but also i think it's like kind of cool not okay wait two separate thoughts um, there's an argument that, like, this movie technically isn't a slasher film because there's so few deaths, but I think that it is because they, like, just because of, like, the tactics they use. I and don't know, the fact that like, they're the literally scare. slashing. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. people were talking about, like, how the definition of a slasher film has just shifted to, like, body count, and I was like, no. 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 That's no. just a type of, there's, like, slasher movies which are more whodunits, mm-hmm. and they have fewer kills, and then there's the one that's just straightforward body count. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch the the guy with the mask go on a rampage. Mm-hmm. I I love how they set up the suspense in this movie. Like they build the sound, and then the next shot is just like the bus pulling up, and it's so scary. Yeah. Um, Do you know that that's from an old horror movie? Nope, didn't know. That. Uh, it's called Bussing. Oh. It's a technique of uh, it, this goes back to this uh, early '40s movie called Cat People, and there's this uh, scene where uh, it's a really good classic movie yeah. yeah there's a Fantastic. scene where a woman's walking alone and you think she's being followed by something and it's all dark it's just the bus and she's on the street and and it builds up and there's a certain crescendo and there's like this hiss and you think it's a cat but then it's it's just a bus huh. and so uh, that's like that kind of fake out is called bussing i oh, just wow. love the way that they try to scare you in this movie um so in that sense i really like the kills my issue is that like the male deaths are short, as you saw with, like, mm. the principal. But, like, female deaths are so much longer, which is a trope that's been yeah, it's around very common forever. To slash, yeah. 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 But, like, Drew Barrymore's death takes, like, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's so drawn out. And then a lot of the male deaths you barely see or don't even. They're just implied. Like, literally, like, uh, uh, Drew Barrymore and I'm forgetting her name right now, Casey Becker and her boyfriend. The boyfriend, you don't even see die, but her death takes so long. And that bothers me. Like, I don't know why female deaths always have to be like that, but they are. Um, that said, yeah, every death has, like, an impact that's, like, not just, like, oh, another body's down. It's, like, 
It yeah. means something because they're characters. They're not just people that are introduced to die, which I think is really important because um, that's sometimes my issue with movies like the Friday 13th and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, even though you don't care for a character, but Gail didn't die in this. Yeah. And typically if you're a bitchy woman, you're going to get killed in, in a slasher movie. And I kind of like that she didn't she didn't die. She came back at the end. And, and sometimes in, in mid-complaint... Uh, a character like that will get killed. Yeah. Or will realize they're about to be killed while they're in... And that did kind of happen with Rose McGowan's character. She was just kind of like, yeah, fuck you, you idiot. Yeah. Turn the lights on or whatever she said. And, you know, next thing you know, she's realizing, I've been cut. This is yeah. bad news. Take the stupid mask off, whatever she says. Um, I think that um, misogyny in uh, writing these things is going to be um, maybe considered a little differently now by people mm-hmm. who write stuff. And if they're going to write it into the script, it's going to be maybe for a purpose and not for just like, oh, this is how we do things. Yeah. Uh, the world's a different place than it was in 1996, this is for sure. So you know, I don't think somebody would make this the same way, you know, with a four-minute mm-hmm. torturous kill like that. And then, yeah, oh, this guy just gets, you know, stabbed. Five times. Yeah. yeah. Drew Barrymore is stabbed and then gutted and then hung. Yeah. And Fonzie just gets uh, what, ee, stabbed a ee. couple times in the gut. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely different. Um, now, other than the kills uh, and the special effects looking pretty good, uh, the physical stunts that aren't death-related, they, they all look pretty good in this movie. They fall through the window onto the boat. Yeah. yeah. And the budget on this thing at the time was a pretty decent budget 15 million dollars this made a box office of 173 million worldwide on you know on its initial run they re-released it in spring this came out in i think december yeah and they re-released it in spring because it was so popular people mm-hmm. were talking about it probably is more popular the second time around oh yeah i think it, like the season in which you release something and its content is like very important too yeah there's more buzz on it at that point and it was Right around this time, uh, the remake of Night of the Living Dead came out, if I remember right. That was 1990. Was it 90? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was earlier. I was going to say, I know that. I know that's something I saw on video. Mm-hmm. Of course, I did go to college and then fuck off for a couple of years and then went back. So <laughs> maybe that was college part one, <laughs> where I saw that one. And this was after college part two, when I got my degree. You know, got all smart and shit. <clears throat> like Jason? Yeah. You know. oh, intellectual and shit? All setting s- up bear traps? You can yeah. set a bear trap. All, all sophisticated. <laughs> I have a smoking jacket. It just doesn't fit very well. You should put it out. I, I probably should. Just lay it over a chair. Yeah. Yes. Next no, time. I meant put it out because it's smoking. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, favorite scenes that aren't kills? The movie store scene. That's the favorite. Um, yeah, also when they're sitting by the fountain and they're like talking about it, um, about like the murders, I think that was so good because it clues like the audience in and then the audience is like, no, that's too on the nose. And then it isn't. Yeah, right. Um, but I think anything that involves Randy is really great. Randy like embodies the comedic relief. Yeah. But he's also the only one that like sees things clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I 
I love his character. I think all the main characters play a role, except Tatum. Tatum, uh, mm. she didn't have a purpose for me. <laughs> and, like, I just felt bad when she died. I wasn't like, oh, no, there goes another one. I was just like, that blows. Because she, like, she thinks it's her boyfriend, which it is, and then she dies. And we're like, ooh. Yeah. Yikers. Yeah. Um, also, she goes to, like, cheer practice and returns from cheer practice extremely, like, dressed up. Like, they're not just going to go home and watch a movie. Nobody, like, leaves a sport practice dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. That seems weird, doesn't it? Um, yeah, this, uh, this one, I, I think, for me, it didn't make it better or worse that it was set in high school, except for the fact that some of the actors, you look at them and you go, are they really high school age? They're maybe kind of not. Well, the second one's set in college. And well, that probably makes more sense. A worse like, movie. It's the Saved by the Bell gang. They went to college. <laughs> the college years, I think is what that was called. Uh, Jolene, what about you? Did you feel like, was it necessary for this to be a bunch of high school students? Or could it have just been a bunch of friends who... Yeah, they, they felt too old to be high school, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was used to that from, you know... I mean, slashers, they usually talk about victims being teens. Right. But they never are. <laughs> but, right. I mean, so rarely. They're, they're, they're usually 20-somethings, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it never struck me as creepy with um, Fright Night. And when you said that yeah. about that movie, I thought, why did it never strike me as creepy back then? And it's like, well, she didn't seem that young. And it turned out, yeah, she was 27 when they filmed that. Mm. I think for me and like the ages in this movie like I think they had to be in high school because the the killing is so immature like it's not intellectual or like psychological at all it's like slasher like deeply like to its core I feel yeah so I think for that I don't know they just the killing seems underdeveloped to me because it's not this whole big plan so I think it makes sense that they'd be in high school. Sure. Um, or at least that the killers would be. But you never see, like, a high school killer going after, like, grown adults. Right. So with that in mind, um, how does it... So you've watched these more recently than I have. How does this play out when they get to college? Um, she has a Same boyfriend. Shit? Yeah, she has, like, a boyfriend, and he dies being, like, hazed, which is great. That's oh. the best kill. Um. Basically, caller ID is invented, and she's like, ha, gotcha, and then I'm not going to say who the killer is, because that was also a good twist. Right. Um, it, they just remake the first one, and that's, like, the point. Like, the killer's like, we're going to remake what happened when you were in high school. Oh. So it's the same movie. Oh, the fourth okay. one is the one where they actually change, like, the repetition of the plot, which is why it's so great. Good to know. I'm going to watch those other ones now. Yeah. Because I did watch at least two and maybe three, even though... Courtney Cox's bangs are in part three. Oh my gosh. And this, she has horrible highlights in the second one, like horrible. And they make fun of them too. Oh, good. Yeah, at least they're self-aware of that. Mm -hmm. There's Dewey though. Oh, Dewey. And then they get married and you're like, where did it go? Does it look like Dewey started working out? Does he get kind of buff? I think he just gets older. <laughs> just I don't old. know. It's <laughs> just old. <laughs> I, I kind of tapped out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, from what I read on the casting is... Uh, uh, what's his name? Skeet Ulrich? No, uh, uh, Arcat. David oh, Arcat. David Arcat. Uh, he 
wanted to play Billy at first, uh-huh. but then he read that the cop was the deputy was uh, supposed to be some good looking buff guy, so he tried out for that. And then they changed the character <laughs> on him to be a dope, <laughs> and he was kind of like, "Fuck, you well, got me." They make fun of that too in scary movie, like they they change like his character at the end, and it's so great. Yeah, because you always kind of feel bad for Dewey. You're like, "Oh, der." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there there were a couple, uh, and and I read this and I forgot it, but there there were a couple of people they considered for the role when it was going to be the good looking buff guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, let's just rewrite him as a dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Wes Craven had to send eight different cuts of this to be dealt with for the um, the MPAA ratings people. Because yeah, they wanted to give it an NC seventeen. It's not even that. I mean. Ugh. It could have been twice this gory and not needed to be an NC-17. So, uh, according to the story, uh, one of the Weinsteins talked to the MPAA and got them to change, lower it to an R rating because he told them, watch it as a comedy. Oh. And they were like, okay, it's funny. Oh, and they have that line about R ratings and NC-17. Yeah. So they probably threw that in there because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had issues with things like uh, if if the victim's organs are moving, like wiggling or whatever, like that's a problem. It's like, oh, so their gut's hanging out, it's okay, as long as they don't wiggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can like Fuck, sway in the you're... wind, but they can't vibrate at all. Yeah. There's no yeah. undulating as a result of uh, twitching, whether it's, you know, post-mortem twitching or just, you know, the throes of death. Yeah. But, yeah. It must be tasteful. Well, there's a um, there's a documentary called "This Film Has Not Yet Been Rated." Yeah, and it's about the MPAA. Totally arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally arbitrary choices about what gets an R, what gets a PG thirteen, or whatever, what gets an NC seventeen. They've got a bunch of people who are unapproachable, untouchable, and there's a lot of secrecy around it. And uh, as the people making the documentary sort of followed some of them around and found out who they were. They're just average people who don't know shit about shit. They don't have they don't have degrees in, in uh, you know cinema or or literature or anything that pertains to what they're watching. They don't understand film uh, any more than it. Did you just Sorry. pop your knuckle? I did. Oh, you should know better. It hurt my toe. And yeah. injuries. Yeah. Stop. Uh, tooth injuries. Well, <laughs> mm, I love but it. yeah, the MPA of course messed with it. Even truth or dare. At, at least they uh, sorted Original. it out, <laughs> and uh, and we got Scream, so there it is. Yeah. Um, anything else awesome about the movie you guys want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, Other than hey, there's a bunch of sequels. There's a bunch of sequels. <laughs> we can watch them. Talk yeah. about them. Why do you think they made the sequels, Will? Money. Money. <laughs> Why did they ever make a sequel? That's right. Money. Do you know how uh, Will's got answers for things? Do you know? Do you, do you know how Will deals with uh, any monster? No. Cut the head off. Oh. <laughs> what well, about those monsters that like are just like bones and goo? Now those are harder. Those, you like, have to burn those. Yeah. But burnt bones. Burns bones burn. Bones burn, but they don't like fully disintegrate. Well, you got to get it pretty hot. Uh, so like, okay. Yeah, like a crematorium. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, cutting off the head usually does the trick, Mm -hmm. uh, except in Reanimator. Yeah. That was another story entirely. 
that just sort of enhanced the whole situation rather than make it stop. Spoilers, yeah. y'all. Oh, uh, you, you kind of see that one coming. Uh, I mean, you know it because you haven't seen Reanimator yet. No, I you, have it, I think. Okay, you know that everything's possible when you're watching Reanimator. Right. Because of what Herbert West invented or perfected. Yeah. Well, he wasn't done perfecting it yet. But the glowing juice that reanimates stuff, yeah, it makes a lot of stuff possible. So, sorry about digressing there, everybody. But, uh, yeah, sequels because of money. And, uh, you know, Billy didn't get his head cut off, but, you know, one between the eyes usually Mm -hmm. does the trick to a mortal human. Also, Uh, that was such a good shot for someone that has never shot a gun. (laughs) Oh, it was pretty close range, right? Yeah, Yeah, but but still. Still, like, she wasn't like, whoa, she was just like, boom. Yeah. (laughs) Gone. Yeah, maybe she played a lot of laser tag or paintball or something. Maybe. At close range. Or video games. She could have been playing, like, arcade video games. Dig Dug. Dig Dug, sure. <laughs> pump it up, pump it up, pump it up. <laughs> yeah. Do you play Dig Dug? I've played it before. We have it on our, like, game system that has all, like, the Atari originals and things like that. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Did, did you ever play uh, Centipede? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite back in the day. Yeah, I love Centipede. Yeah, you can still play that at, uh, what's that place? One Up? One Up? Yeah, yeah probably. On, on Colfax? Yeah, they've got the old arcade games there. All right. Well, anything else about the screen movies other than we'll probably cover some more in the future? Yeah, I mean, did we talk about like how self-aware they are? I mean, like that's just a fact. They're so self-aware. I know we heard about that in like the video thing that we watched, but... Yeah, did you feel... This is a good... Before we close it out, this is a good question to ask. Did you feel that the sequels were necessary for anything other than money? Um, did it I... give us more... No, not necessarily. The fourth one did. The okay. fourth one, because they changed the, the recipe to the screen movies. Okay. And then I think it was important that movies that were so self-aware and that played upon like people's knowledge of horror and of movies were like made more. Um, I think that was important. But like Scream 2 and 3, I could have done without. Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer is like awful, but I loved it. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the second one because that's just, I still know what you did last summer. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think they were really important. I don't know if her going to college was super important for, like, me moving forward. Right. That wasn't, like, a big question. I was like, does she get to college? That was never an issue for me. Yeah, I mean, they could have all gone out and gotten just mundane jobs that wouldn't have been as fun as, like, oh, the the gang all went to the same campus. Mm -hmm. Well, the ones who lived... Yeah, she writes, like, a book or something and moves to a cabin and becomes, like, a, a mountain lesbian in, like, oh. the third one. Oh, okay. Good. Really? So, yeah. The Indigo Girls poster paid off. <laughs> it did. It really did. She has, like, two dogs, and they're, like, cheap dogs or something. She drives a Subaru. Wears a fleece vest. Yes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Something like that. All the stereotypes. All the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So this is the point in the show where I always ask, uh, Jolien, do you recommend it? Uh, I recommend the first one. I don't own it. I just found, I just found these these movies too smug. Uh, <laughs> it's like self awareness, like horror, horror and musicals are very self aware genres. Sure. Musicals from the start. Oh yeah. Uh, from from the get go, they're very self aware of their their own genre. They're referring back to even older stuff before cinema. And uh, so I didn't find that new. I didn't find that much to celebrate. Okay. Um, 
but you know, I enjoyed the first one. Sure. So it's so you're basically saying uh, if you like horror movies, it's worth a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got I mean, you got to check it out because it, it's significant and and in, in a good way is debatable because right. uh, I you know that whole that whole smug um, laughing at uh, horror movies sure. thing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you should definitely watch the original Scream. Great. Well, it's not the first horror movie to be called Scream. In fact. Oh no! There's another one. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. From a long time ago. No, there's one in the eighties, isn't there? I think so. And there was also one called Screamers. Screamers. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that had Michael J. Fox in it. No, that was Frighteners. That was Frighteners. What was Screamers? I don't remember. Screamers was about the uh, those. Because I keep thinking of Scanners. Yeah. <laughs> the one with uh, Peter Walker in it. They're on the planet with these... Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, Will, what about you? Do you recommend this? Yeah, I recommend this. You think all horror fans should at least give it a look? Yeah, probably, if they hadn't seen it already. Right. Get on it. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Fucking wasting your life going to work and shit when you could be watching horror movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ziggy, I, I probably don't need to ask, but... Do you recommend this? No. Yeah. It's a strong no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. It's a hard no. awful movie. Never, ever watch it. No, I love this movie. It's definitely, so far, one of my favorite horror movies. I think possibly my favorite just for, like, nostalgic purposes, but also I think it's, like, really brilliant. Granted, I didn't watch anything that, like, came before it, so if they weren't self-aware or if they were also, I don't know. Right. It was this movie and then, like, everything else. Yeah, well, this is you know part of the this whole you know the whole lexicon of horror stuff and it is significant and it is from somebody who knows what they're doing Wes Craven and uh you know whether people loved or hated every single thing he did or it was hit or miss uh, you, you gotta admit the guy knew the genre and the timing on this was really good it seemed uh because people were getting a little dismissive of the possibility of another important horror movie mm -hmm. and here it was like 1996 he's like well, what about this one i think yeah. this movie is a great template for taking slasher and making it significant yeah um yeah yeah and they had grown very stale yeah in oh, 1996 yeah, yeah. most yeah. all horror movies american a, horror movies yeah. it was a yeah. pretty bleak time right uh for american horror movies and that's why i brought up the remake of night of living dead i was uh when it came out, or at least when it came out on video, I think I saw it in the theater, but uh, that one just felt like, oh, good, somebody put a lot of effort into this thing, even though it's a remake of something that didn't need to be remade. Uh, Tom Savini gave it a lot of care. Yeah. And, and it was done well, and it was done differently in, in enough key places to where it wasn't the same movie, just redone. Yeah. And that was one of the first ones I remember saying, wow, okay, here we go again. This is good. And then Scream was another one. So I do recommend this myself uh, for people who know about it but haven't seen it or saw it a long, long time ago. Yeah, give it another look or give it a give it a first look because it, it is important. So uh, there we have that. All right. School's almost out for you, Ziggy. It is. I'm it's exciting. Free. Yeah, and this weather's almost going to act like spring or summer soon. Please, gosh, yeah. I'm in a sweater for God's sakes. Yeah, it's cold and overcast today. It was good tree planting weather because I did a lot of that today. Mm. So. It's supposed to be cool all week. All right, well maybe I'll plant more trees. I don't know. 
All right, so good place to call it a show? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>